Don't worry, said Troy. On your own head, be it. Troy turned back to the boys, ranged in front of him in a wide semicircle. I want you to look for... He hesitated, uncertain what to call a corpse. For anything to do with what Tubb found, OK? They nodded as one. And if you find it, don't touch it. You come straight back and tell Mr Bonham. And nobody, I mean nobody, goes near it till he's seen what you've found. Understood? You know, Freddy, Bonham said softly, there are times when I think there's nothing like a long spell at the yard for putting iron in the soul. Part One Boys' Game Short, nasty and brutish. Troy stared. Go on, said Churchill. Still, Troy stared. Go on, pick it up. Troy hefted the gun in his left hand. Sawn off at the barrels and stock, it had become less a shotgun than an outsized handgun. He felt the weight, thought the alterations did nothing for its balance and less for its looks. I hope this didn't start life as one of your handmaids, he said. Far from it. I helped myself to it after a trial a few years back. The court wanted it destroyed, naturally, but I pleaded its uh, educational value. Churchill smiled at Troy over this last phrase. Down the tunnel, Hitler and Goering watched with fixed gazes, tempting him. My education, I suppose, Troy said. As it happens, yes. You know, Troy went on, it's appalling a policeman should ever have his hands on such a weapon. He tucked the stubby stock into one hip and fired. The first shot cut Adolf in two. The second set fat Herman spinning, straw and sawdust everywhere. Churchill sighed. "'What have I told you, Frederick?' Troy recited. "'Every shot counts. Speed isn't everything. "'And... and a wounded man can still kill you.' "'Quite,' said Churchill. "'If old Goring had been anything more than a cutout from picture post "'and a sack full of straw, you'd be dead now. "'Shall we do it again with a little more accuracy and a little less haste?' "'Again. It seemed to be Churchill's motto.' and it seemed to Troy that he was no further on than the day Churchill had walked back into his life three weeks ago. Chapter 1. December, 1944. In the summer of 1944, Lady Diana Brack had shot Detective Sergeant Troy in the gut. He had lost part of one kidney, and had been lucky not to lose a length of small intestine. He had been off work for six months, Six months to, to him seemed far more than enough, and which he ascribed as much to his superintendent's desire to punish him as to the rigours of passing the medical. Every time he reported for duty, Onion sent him home. Not long before Christmas he had finally got back into his old office, behind his old desk, and attempted to slip on the old skin he had sloughed off in June. A week later he was back in hospital, rushed to the Charing Cross, with internal bleeding as a result of a massive hemorrhage, the first he had known of which had been pissing blood. Sergeant Wildeve had picked him off the bog floor, flies gaping, cock out, slewed in a crimson slick of blood and piss. His family came to drive him mad. His mother sat at his bedside and distracted him from the prospect of death by reading aloud to him, much as she had done when he was young. He had been a sickly child... Now that he was a sickly grown-up, he was happy to have her read. He wished only that she had chosen something more cheery than Rambo's Un Saison en Enfer. He could understand why. French was her first language. 
Like many Russian toffs, Russian to her had been a language for talking to servants, and unlike her husband, she had never found it in herself to embrace the irregularities of English with the passion one could only ever muster for something so perverse. French it had been, French it was, but Rimbaud, mother, please. J'attends Dieu avec gourmandise, je suis de race inférieure de toute éternité. Oh, bloody hell, he thought. Waiting for God? Was that what he was doing? But help was at hand. His sister Masha had appeared at his mother's shoulder. There's two chaps waiting to see Freddy, maman. As he's only allowed two visitors at a time, his mother stuck a bookmark in the pages of the battered Rambo and told him they would continue tomorrow. Anyone I know? Troy asked. You'll see, said his sister, and as she walked out, Kalankovich had walked in, followed closely by a face that made Troy think for a moment. Churchill. Bob Churchill. Good Lord. He didn't think he'd seen...